Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hey everybody, Ashley here from Team Serious. In tonight's episode, Beck and Siri introduce a brand new 12-week beginner sprint tri-plan, discuss fueling strategies, and announce a new club sponsorship. Hope you enjoy it. Hey everybody, I hope you can see us. It's really glary because it's snowing ridiculously out there. You can yeah. see our horse with their blankie on. It's end of April and we had a beautiful weekend and now we're dumping snow. Don't it, it was snow. 70 and now it's 19 tonight. We had to blanket all 27 of our horses. It took us three hours. It took us three hours. So worth it. Because they're going to be warm. Yeah, they're going to be warm now. But welcome, guys. Sorry it's a little dark in this it's video. Glittery. Hi, hmm. Gabby. Great to see you. Hi, Janet. Great to see you. How was Christy. everybody's weekend? It's Wait, Christy's the one that did the triathlon. Christy. Oh, no, First. it was Kristen. Oh, I always get them mixed no, up. No, it was Christy. Wasn't it? Yeah. Amazing. I know one of the crackays did first Chris triathlon, and we, it was Christy. First triathlon, if I'm correct, and how was it? Let us know. Write in the comments. We're so excited. Hi, Amanda Vella, Carrie Preston, um, Trisha, and Amy. Hi, guys. It's great to see you all. Well, we yeah, it was Christy. See, Woo! I knew it, girl. I've been cheering you on. I always get them mixed up. Tell us about your first triathlon. I think that's absolutely amazing. Okay, I'm so excited. Hi, Ben. Um, yeah, Christy, we wanna hear all about your experience. What were, were there any surprises? Um, she writes, that was me, of course. It was absolutely amazing. I loved every second of it. And guys, my first triathlon I ever did, I agree with you, Christy. I had never felt so alive in my entire life than during that whatever two hours that it took me to do the sprint race. Um, I came in dead last, but it was like the happiest, most amazing time ever. Um, so here's to you, Christy. Hopefully that's just the first of many, many more. Um, trying to get a little closer because we can't really see our faces. There we go. That's better. You are no longer a triathlon virgin. We are yeah. so excited for you. Hi, Karen Peterson. Vicky! So, yeah. Did anyone race Ironman 70.3 Florida this past weekend? Let us know if you did that. There was also the um, super sprint. The, uh, and let us know because there's a question here. How did you calm your nerves for your first race? I think that's a great question, Kerry. Um, let's, let's see what Christy says about that. So Christy replied about her first ever triathlon. I was surprised at how supportive everybody was there. The club was absolutely beautiful. It took me two hours. Wow, that's amazing. And yeah. I, was, I was last two, but they all waited and cheered me across the finish. Isn't that the best feeling? I so mean, awesome you literally just see. decided to do it a couple of weeks ago. So it's freaking amazing. You know what? Like, that's the ultimate victory is stepping up and being courageous enough to say yes. And then you get to see how incredibly invigorating it is how what an incredible beautiful challenge you were last, like, right? like i was last in yeah. my first race so there you go future champion. <laughs> um that's awesome i am officially a triathlete 
now am ready to start training for a full one. That's awesome. Yes, you are, and that is amazing. Speaking about that, someone had a question about our 12-week beginner triathlon plan. That was are so proud of it. It has 20 YouTube videos or more. It has links to our podcast. It has links to like topics that you want to um, focus on for certain workouts. It's just, I'm sorry, but it really is amazing. I know it sounds cocky, but I'm very proud of it because Siri wrote it quite a little while ago over a year ago and then i tweaked it and made it like like perfection probably the best plan we've ever done yeah. so the videos it, are available incredible. we haven't promoted it yet because we want to go big on this because we really think we can help so many people but it is available it is in our store and i can put a link to that afterwards for you guys it is there for you guys and you guys obviously get a huge discount on that too so yeah awesome we are very very proud of it guys it's gonna be she an she incredible felt so plan strong, oh christy i'm so happy and she used the mantras excellent you guys, mantras are so powerful. Explain what that is and what a con an incantation is. It has you. to be something that resonates with you, but it could be like, I am strong, I am an athlete, I am fit, I have everything I need inside of me to make this an amazing day. I'm strong, I'm fit, I'm an athlete, I have everything I need inside of me to make this an amazing day. Something that resonates with you and it's like, singing a song over and over in your head you know when you get a, a real cheesy song stuck you in your can head do like ink like you can make actions as but well. this is like i'm strong i'm Tony brave i've got this, this. i'm strong i'm brave i've huh, got this huh. and it's just you know affirmations positive you're talking to yourself you're reminding yourself who you are what you have the magic in you whatever it is so awesome job on that christy um so proud of you okay let's go to a question series so i can help with this one too um trisha robin thank you for your amazing questions they're always so great um how do you feel yourself the days leading up to a 70.3 and during the race so we're the queens of this because sarah used to do it with me and then put on like five pounds like and she would so I would say the first advice would be that for some people doing a 70.3, remember, sorry, they're going to take like, some can take up to seven, eight hours. So you're almost doing what it would take me to do an Ironman if you're a newbie, which is fine. But you got to, you got to really, if you're going to do like a seven hour half, that's almost equal to a full Ironman for me. So I will quickly go through, um, shall I go through first? Yeah. What, what we used to do leading up to it. So I would say from, if your race is Sunday on the Thursday, this is when you want to start adding in your, your carbs. So um, I would make sure that I include, um, like definitely at the dinner meals on the Thursday night, I would start with um, like uh, white rice. Um, I'd use basmati rice, or you could have pasta, a little bit of protein as well. Um, add any sort of protein that you want, lean beef or lean chicken. And then from the Friday was when it really, really started for me. So breakfast, I'd have porridge, like low, GI, low um, glycemic index, so I'd absorb a lot of it and increase my glycogen stores with a little bit of fat. I always put quite a bit of fat in leading those days up to the race too. Um, lunch, same thing, a little bit of white rice, um, a little bit of chicken and dinner. I'd be starting to get really full, but I would also have like the pasta again and some protein again and some olive oil, avocado, um, and keep the keep the high the high fats as well. And then the Saturday before, I would kind of stop doing the carb learning around lunchtime because I was so because if every gram of um, carbohydrate that you store, you store apparently two grams of water. I thought it was one, but Mickey has told me it's two. So you store two grams of water. So you're gonna feel like Michelin, man. You're gonna feel like you're huge and fat and bloated, but you're not, it's just your cells absorbing that water. You need that in your glycogen mm -hmm. stores. And then the night before the race, I'll back off a little bit because um, I was so full carved up and I'll probably have, what would I used to have, Siri? I would have French fries because that's a good fat or a sweet potato fries. And then what would I have? I'm you would, you'd you, have pizza, but you, re you really didn't cut down on 
the carbs the night before. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. She had like pasta and French fries and potato, protein, potato. Mm-hmm. Uh, potato. You did not cut down on the carbs the night before, but oh, that was for Iron Man. Yeah. Right. Um, for the half, you'd be probably similar, Trisha, if you're thinking of doing it around the seven hour mark or so. I wouldn't go far off that guide. And then, yeah, what else? Try and cut down salt. your fiber. Yeah, salt, salt your food, food all Continually. Week. And then you won't have to worry so much about salt on the day. If it's not hot, you're probably not going to need salt tablets. You'll just need your electrolyte yeah. to salt up. And I would minimize your fiber, okay? Um, <laughs> I had an athlete once. Oh, this was terrible. Tell them the story. That uh, went to a very famous other triathlete and said, hey, you know, what are your, what's your advice for fueling before and during an Ironman? And he said to her, and he was joking, he said, Get just the all the fruit, all the vegetables, you just want fruit, veggies, fruit, veggies, in the two days leading into the race. And she got into the Ironman and had diarrhea. the worst diarrhea the entire race. That and I said to her, that was a joke. He was joking. He was kidding. You don't want to have tons of fiber, tons of fruit, tons of veggies no. in the days leading into the race and definitely on race day but here's the thing as far as race day goes guys and leading into race day you mm-hmm. don't want to be having all new foods race week suddenly saying oh i'm gonna try this and try that and have sushi because it has rice and all of this no stick to no, what don't you're do used sushi to. you want home cooked meals too yeah. guys don't eat out in restaurants we don't want you to get bacterial infections like yeah, yeah. i mean if or you have to you have to but try to shop to and a, buy your own food yeah. and cook it but eat what you're used to eating, eat what you know your body responds well to. And during the race, you know, in your training leading up to the race, this is really important. you, you should practice. be experimenting with different types of what food, whether it's well. gels or a banana or a peanut butter sandwich. Like what is it that you can put in your stomach and still train hard and give a really good air and your stomach's fine? But, but what is it that you can eat that not only keeps your stomach healthy and strong, but gives you consistent energy? And that's what you want to eat during the race. Okay? Yeah, and some people prefer liquid, some prefer solid. I like the bit of both, but some people want all liquid, like the Chrissy Wellington. And Rini, did she have much solids? I don't know, but some people prefer a lot of liquid, some like a Gels. lot of solid. But you've got to find something that suits you. And then if you want the carbo fuel that, and I always forget the damn name, so if somebody remembers the F2C stuff, Definitely, like, we're not experts in this, but Greg and Glenda are. So tag yes, them. Find amazing. something that works for you. I'm not going to claim that I'm an expert. I do know that during the race, like, and Trisha, we don't mean to freak you out, but you've got to get this right because the only thing that can let you down on race day, if you've been on our plan, we honestly believe if you've been following it to a T, is your nutrition and your mindset. So get that right, and you're going to have that right. Keep your fuel in. Prepare. Um, if the gels don't fit well, find something that does. A carbo drink might work better than gels. It's still fluid, but you're going to get that high concentrate in. But remember, on race day, one gram of carbs per kilo of body weight per hour would be at a minimum. I would go. I would aim for that, but practice it in training on the long, hard days. Don't practice it on a two-hour session. Well, over two hours, but three, four-hour, five-hour, six-hour sessions, you have to be feeling like that because you want to know how you can digest it. And then one gram, write this down, Trish, one gram of carbs per kilo of body weight per hour. I'm 60 kilos. Well, I was. I'm a little heavier now. I used to have at least 60 grams an hour of carbohydrate, and I would break that into 20 minutes. 20 minutes, 20 grams with 200 to 400 mils of water. 
because electrolyte is concentrated carbs and that's just going to put way more carbs in your body and you're not going to be able to digest it if you have the water going in as well. So I know this is long-winded, but write it down because you want to be having, and we can help you again close to the race, but you want to be having for that seven, eight-hour race, like however many, 50 kilos, 50 grams an hour, but break it up. Like do like say four lots of 12 and a half or 10 grams if it's a gel of 10 grams and double the amount of water you're taking. So that'd be with 200 mils of water. I was fine getting away with 100 mils per 10 grams or 200 mils per 20 grams. I know Mickey recommends double that, but I was fine doing just that amount to digest it. So like go for 100 mils per 10 grams of carb. Um, and to see how you go in training. I know that's a lot to take in, but we're happy to help when it comes. And just replay this video because that is so incredibly important and you need to practice this and you need to have a plan, especially not necessarily for an Olympic distance and definitely not for a sprint, but for a half Ironman or an Ironman. For sure. It's the fourth discipline. You have to have a plan. And you know what? I asked some of my, and we had, and I'll say it because Karen laughed at it now. We worked out and I told her what to have. And we worked out she'd only have 400 calories or like 120 grams of carbs in her like four hour session, which was nowhere near enough. Mm -hmm. So know what you're taking in. Like I used to write it down, one gel, 20 grams. Okay, set my clock for 20 minutes, one gel, bim, 20 minutes. And no, or mark your bottle. If you fuel in a liquid fuel in a bottle, mark it per hour. I used to mark off the five hour slots with a big texture and know that I would get through that. Um, each each uh, 30 minute section, right? So you have to know exactly how much you're taking in. There's no excuse to not know. Like work it out, write it out. Even you have to look at the back of the container and say, oh, F2C, that's that much in a scoop, so that much in the bottle. Like it's, it's scientific. Like you have to really, really focus on this. And even in an Olympic, not so much, but if it's a four hour race, it's kind of equal to me racing a half. You still definitely need to be one gram of carbs per kilo. Yeah, per hour. Yeah, awesome. Sorry, and, that was a lot. <laughs> and one other thing about you guys, if you're doing a longer race, and for some of you, an Olympic distance might be a longer race. Keep in mind that if you're out on the swim, you know, for a long period of time, whether it's you know 30 minutes or an hour, or maybe you know two hours in an Ironman swim know that for that two hours you haven't been drinking and you haven't been eating so the first thing that you should do when you get out water is and and you get on your bike is eat something drink something and i would take in your solid foods okay if you have a plan you're going to eat some solid foods and then you'll have some gels eat most of your solids early on in the bike because as you get going and you're in the race longer, you may not feel like those solids anymore. So try and get them in early after the swim, and that's going to really help you. That was you. something that you told me was really important. Yeah, so, so important, Straight you guys. after, as soon as you get on the, even if you don't feel like it, you've got to force you've it. You've got to. It is like force feeding. Like, honestly, you guys, like, and you found that probably when you're racing too. Like, it's, you force feed yourself. You do not feel like eating. You do not feel like eating. And you should, but you don't because you're so carved up. If you've carved up properly, you won't feel hungry, but you have to have feed to. because I'm telling you at the four hour mark, you're going to hit the wall so bad and you can't recover from that usually if, if it's a glycogen depletion or complete fatigue, like you need to keep fueling. And when we topping say up, eating, up, you guys, like that could just be, you know, you get out of the water, you have some water, you have a bar, you have some electrolytes. And then as the race goes on, every 15 to 20 minutes, it might be, you know, bite. you might have a peanut butter sandwich that's split in like eight pieces. Mm -hmm. And it might be every 15 to 20 minutes, you have one piece of the 
peanut butter sandwich, but it's constantly keeping it. It's like, yeah. it's like a pilot hour. light. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a pilot light. You gotta keep the pilot light on in order to keep giving your body the energy it needs to give you the race that you're hoping to get out of it, okay? Yep, and the F2C, thank you. It's glycodurant. Siri, can we get that in my head because I never remember. Glycodurant, he has three scoops, it's 300 calories. I don't work on calories. I find the carbs is so much more specific yep. because calories, someone might burn 800, someone might burn 300 now. So I would say maybe that's 120 grams, Dan. I don't know how much is per scoop, but I'm guessing it's usually about 30 grams per scoop. So go by grams of carbs. Personally, that's what's always worked better for me because we all burn a different amount of calories per hour, depending on like yarn for Dana would probably burn about 600, whereas someone not as conditioned might only burn, burn three or 400. So I would yeah. go by carbs per hour. Carrie, so, Carrie what kind Preston. of solids do you eat when getting on the bike? I have been eating a protein bar after the bike before the run. It has Ooh, 10 grams of dietary Let me say something about that. I would say that close to getting onto the run, it might be worth training carry, but I don't I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that at all. I think if you're gonna have the solids, like Siri said, get them in at the start of the bike because you have to start digesting them. I've had so many issues where in training it was totally fine. And then I get to a race, I'd have protein bar, which is so hard to digest. Protein's the hardest thing to digest for you. You want something really quick that absorbs quick. And I get onto the run and I have stomach cramps after like five or 10 minutes. So I would say if you're gonna have that, that's fine, but do not do it just getting off the bike. Like have it. Siri was so smart in that I would get a lot of my food in at the start. I'd be stuffing my face, but still consistently over those 20 minutes. And if I didn't feel like eating for the last hour of the bike, I would do a little bit, but all my fueling was pretty much done and then topping up on the run. But you don't want to shove that bar in just before you get off the run. Save that for the middle of the bike and within the last hour, get the little bits of liquid in. And I would try to stay a little bit more away from the solids within like 30 to 40 minutes of getting off the bike. That's That will work much better, I promise you, because getting on the run, you're asking a lot more of your um, GI track, your GI system to, to function at a higher like rate. And that's gonna cause a little bit of GI stress on the bike, not so bad, but running is more GI stress on your body. So that's my tip for that. And that I got yeah. off my wife and it bloody works. So. And again, <laughs> think about simple. Like you don't want, like so often we get asked, what should I eat during a race? It's like, well, what do you eat during hard sessions when you're training? What do you eat that your body recognizes and processes beautifully? That's what you want to eat on race day. Don't yep. suddenly say, oh, well, I'm doing a race, so I need a, you know, a race, you know, Gatorade bar or something like that. No, like, no, 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 no. Stick to what works, and that may be a peanut butter sandwich, but again, the solids earlier on are best. I know some of you aren't fans of gels, but as a coach, I know that my and most... we don't mean 20 gels. We just mean mix it up. And guys, it's not like you're eating gels, you know, every day. Yes, that's throughout another the thing, day. Siri. Like, we've got to tell them that because people think, oh, it's so bad for you. In the race, get in what you can get in. Get it in. Doesn't matter how. Mars bar. I ate chocolate Mars bars and Snickers bars the day that I did the, got the broke the world record. I ate 39 with Chrissy and I ate chocolate because it was easy to digest. Yeah, it melted a little bit, but it was so easy to get yeah. in. So guys, we're not asking you to eat gels all throughout the week and all through your training, but on race day, it is with every of the most successful results I've had at the half Ironman and Ironman distance with my athletes, all of them stick to gels. 
Or they're these chomps. Remember the, the goo chomps? The, I think I like the carbo Chewies. drink too. The glycodurance is really good. But but I just, yeah. yeah. So, For the run that me and Leanne just were by those. Yeah. So gels, um, chomps, those little um, they dissolve fast. gummies. They dissolve fast. They're you really can leave good. it in your cheek what and kind of cool? just, uh, they were goo chomps. Yeah. I know they have Gatorade 25 blocks. per block. Yeah, Gatorade yeah. blocks. Those are they're great. They're like lollies. Yeah. So, and I would consider, I consider like the Gatorade blocks or the goo chomps. I can consider that um more liquidy because it's so easy to get down yeah. so yeah definitely carry save the protein Cliff bar blocks. if you're gonna have one and if that works for you for early on on the bike and then move to easy more easily digestible and more easily you know where where it's easier even if you don't feel like eating all you have to do is squeeze a gel in your mouth and take one swallow and you're getting what you need even if you don't feel like it yep Yep, and you are allowed to eat chocolate. Like, I seriously, I'm joking. Like, I'm not joking. Like, Brett Sutton said to me to eat chocolate in the run, and I did, and I bought a cabbage chocolate, and I ate it because it wasn't that hot and rough, and I ate it in the run, and I ran to 255. And I, I'm not saying that will work for everybody, but have, like, a plethora of choices. Like, have your special needs and have all different stuff. You might have a banana, have a Snickers bar, have a gel. Have whatever you can, mix it up, like whatever you feel like, and you're not gonna feel that hungry, but you have to get it in. So. And this is what I asked, I've told you a lot, and all my athletes, you have no idea what, what you're, you're gonna, gonna, gonna be craving. Like you have no idea. So you want to have kind of a smorgasbord yeah. available for yeah. you. Have the chocolate bar, have the gummies, have the gels, have the peanut butter sandwich. You may find that all you want is something salty, so have the pretzels. Okay, and they should have that a lot of the, at yeah. the stations as well. But don't have any expectations as to what you're gonna feel like and what you're gonna wanna eat. You can be as prepared as possible, but you may come up with some cravings and that's your body telling you. If you're craving salty, your body's saying, I need more sodium. So listen to it and have what you're craving. And we're not recommending that you eat this all the time. No, of course not. This is just on race day, yeah. period. So Candace is waiting to come on now from X Lab. So we're gonna have to jump off you guys and answer the other questions next week because we have Candace coming on to talk about X Lab products and I'm hogging the scene. I told her 515 is 524. So So sorry. We're gonna jump off and let her go on. But um you guys, as you know, we get like I think it's 30, oh my gosh, I hope that's right, 30% off all of the X Lab products, which is just amazing. So um, any more questions we'll answer next week. So we have plenty of time for this, but we really want to let her come on and talk about her amazing products. So we're going to jump off. And I want to say thank you, Candice. You guys are incredible. These products are amazing. The last question here, do you store all these things in a bag on the bike or something? Okay, and yes, Kristen. Because she has all of this. <laughs> Candice, this perfect, is a perfect segue, segue yep. into Candice. Um, she will answer that question for you. We love you guys. Have an amazing week, Candice. It's all you. Got you. This. Thank you, guys. Now we'd like to transition over to Candice, uh, who is representing our new sponsor, XLab, to fill us in on everything happening over there and what all the products are all about. So, um, just wanted to talk a little bit about our line. Um, basically, a rule of thumb, if you want to store on your bike, we probably have something that you can use. So, um, just to start off, um, there was a lady that had a question about storing items on your bike with a bag. So yes, we do. We have all sorts of bags depending on your bike. So you have your traditional strap bags, 
Lots of room. This is one of our bigger ones. Lots of room in there for your nutrition. If you want to care about aerodynamics, we have our super aerodynamic ones, our Stealth Pocket Series. And so you can see the size difference. We'll zoom out a bit. So a lot of nutrition. You can probably get about eight gels, maybe even more than that in there. Um, some cliff bars, etc. And then if your bike has bosses on them, things to screw your bag on, you can actually use one of these bags. Really clean looking. Um, again, that's only for certain types of bikes. Um, so yeah, we have a lot of options because um, we want to make sure you can store your nutrition. Um, I'll start off with, uh, if anyone has any questions, yes, as Beck said, you get 30% off and that's good through the, through the rest of the year and it's multi, multiple use as well. Alright, so one of the key things on bikes is your hydration. That's going to probably be one of your first things that you focus on. So we have, again, a lot of options, so hopefully we'll get to clarify it for you. So beginners, and this is actually one that I use. Um, yes, we do, Christy, we do sell in Australia, and we can actually help you connect with our distributor there to get you products. Um, and we can utilize the discount as well. So go ahead and PM me. And if you're watching this video afterwards, feel free to PM me as well, and I can um, answer any questions if you're watching this later. Um, Janet, thanks so much for ordering the Gorilla Cage. You're actually going to love it. I'm going to show everyone else how great that cage is. Um, so as I said, uh, Beck actually coached me on my very first triathlon, and I was very much a beginner, and I couldn't even pull a water bottle out of a cage. So this is actually the type of front hydration I use. It's a vertical bottle. Um, the reason I use this is because I had a very upright position and I just didn't want to even use my extensions. So this is great for beginners. Um, if you have a road bike and doing a triathlon, we actually have a mount as well that will make this fit on your road bike. So really handy. It is called the Hydroblade. And then many of you may have seen our bread and butter, the Torpedo Versa. Um, so this is when you want to focus on aerodynamics. Um, great thing about the, um, yes, <laughs> Beck, you're right about the gorilla cages. Um, I'll help that, uh, I'll discuss that later. Um, the great thing about refillable hydration systems in the front is the straw actually helps you to remind you to drink. Um, a lot of people keep their straw upright just so it's right in their face. They can just quickly slip and keep on riding. So hands-free and you can tuck the straw in for saving some extra drag. And then if you see here, this is where your computer can go if you track your data. Um, what's great about the Versa system is if you have crazy sun glare, you can actually rotate this on the go so you can focus on your data. So this is the Torpedo Versa line. And then if you're like, no, I don't really want a refillable hydration system, you, we do have some standard bottle front hydration systems. So you just take the bottle out of the front and then put it back once you're done refilling. And you can also place your computer on the top. So easy view, very compact. 
So what it basically comes down to preference. Um, and yeah, so the next thing as many people are talking about cages. Um, one thing that we did for bottle cages is basically say a bottle cage is not just a bottle cage. Um, it depends on where you're going to put it on your bike. So for the front hydration, we have the torpedo cage. And the reason why we designed our cages depending on where you place it on the bike is this is for your aero bar. I'm trying to get it so you can see it. Um, it's got these slanted slides. So when you have it mounted on the front, you can quickly pull up on your bottle and quickly take a drink. If you have something like the gorilla cage flat, you know, you see how long you'd have to pull the bottle out in order to access it. So that's why, depending on where you mount your cage, whether it's on your extension, your air extensions, on your frame, on your rear, um, you really want to make sure you have the right cage for it. So with gorilla cages, Janet, glad to hear you've got gorilla cages, um, is the high sides. Um, the bottle, oh, I have a bottle, I can show you the bottle. So you can see how much surface area that cage supports the bottle. Now, if you have this on the back, there's force, extra force at the back of your bike. And so this is not going to launch. It's supporting everything you need. And I'm probably not going to be able to get this bottle out. Oh, there it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is just a really good rear cage. Um, it's great for even mountain bikes if you have a mountain bike. Um, and if you just happen to be spectating in a triathlon, um, you'll actually see quite a few of these on the rear just because they're, they're not going to let your bottle go. And don't worry about like, oh, well, if it's so tight, am I going to be able to get it back into the cage? You actually are. So very small details, but you actually have this flare right at the top, which is actually going to help you guide the bottle um, into the cage once you're finished. Um, so we have our front hydration, we showed our bags, we showed our cages. The next thing, if you go to longer races, 70.3s, Ironmans, you're probably going to want to store more hydration on your bike. So we do have, again, more options. <laughs> um, we have our single bottles. This actually has a little aerodynamic accessory, repair storage accessory on it. Um, so this is a great one bottle cage, and then if you're doing an Ironman, you'll probably see a lot of people with two bottles. So this is our turbo wing. Um, this is actually one of our most popular systems just because it's really budget friendly. It has a lot of adjustability, so you're going to be able to make sure you're able to reach back there and grab your bottle when you need to hydrate. Um, it does have some options you can put repair on the back or underneath just in case if you get a flat um, and then this thing um, so you might have seen it on Daniela's bike um, we actually have let me see if I can tilt a little bit Oop, there's Daniela up there so she actually used this in her first couple uh, Kona Kona wins and um, what's great about it is she can keep her repair in here um, she can keep her bottle in there, 
Um, side benefit, it's actually really good to hold aid station bottles, which is um, quite often something that will fall out. Um, but yeah, it's a great system, great adjustability. Um, and we have products for all price points from beginners, you know, $55 rear hydration system, uh, dual rear hydration system. The Versas um, are about $85, but you've got your 30% discount. Um, we do have some beginner ones as well that are around the $50 mark if you don't need computers or anything. So really, really flexible. Um, but in the end, it just all comes down to uh, your what you really want to carry. Um, everyone's different. You'll see people in Kona that have a single rear hydration system. Other people, they've got the dual rear hydration system. They've got two bottles on their cage. They've got gels lined up on the frame. Um, so it's really just all depends. Um, I, as I said, I personally used a vertical bottle um, for my sprint. Um, I didn't use it all. This is a lot of hydration. Um, I think this is like 32 ounces. Um, yeah, just whatever you're comfortable with. So, um, are there any questions or anything I can answer? I kind of went through that quite quickly. Um, yeah, the wing is, is awesome. It's a great system. Okay, so Beck says, what does Danielle use? So, um, one thing that we do with XLab is we actually, and Beck will know, we don't tell people, tell our pros what to use. Um, we may say like a minimum of what they should use just so we can get some value, but ultimately it's what they want to use. So when we first reached out to Daniela, she was actually already using the Torpedo system. So that's a great, <laughs> great thing to have. Um, she then started with the rear hydration when she did her first couple Konas. So she actually had this identical setup. So she had the Delta 400 series along, which comes with a gorilla cage and has the arrow pouch at the back. Um, later on, she actually switched to the carbon wing, which is our dual rear hydration system that's carbon. So it's our top of the line. This isn't it. Um, I didn't actually bring that with me, but um, it has integrated storage so you can have your, you can tuck your repair inside so you're not going to get extra drag. Um, and then she puts a mini bag inside that integrated carrier. Um, and then she sometimes also uses um, our Aero TT and I should have grabbed that. But the Aero TT is basically an aerodynamic, oh I've got some helpers. <laughs> it's an aerodynamic bottle and cage that you put on the frame and I think actually Beck, you might have used the ROTT. I think that's what you use to mark your um, your hydration graduations on it. Thank you, Rod. So yeah, this is what she has sometimes used as well. Um, the, oh yeah, the picture actually, you can kind of see that there's the ROTT right there. Um, she's got her front hydration system at the top and then at the very back is that Delta 400 system. All right, let's see. Oh, Dan, you actually, yeah, you brought up some good points. So our dual rear systems, you, I do recommend, we do have a saddle compatibility chart on our website that will help you just, um, figure out if a system is compatible with your specific saddle. So 
depending, Celly does have quite a few different models. Um, I like that there's the Celly SMP saddle, and we are the only ones that actually make something specifically for that saddle. Um, also, there's a popular saddle, the ISM PN 4.X in the 3.X series. Again, we have specific carriers for those saddles. So, and if, if you want, you can feel free to PM me and I can help you as well. I just would need to know your make and model of your saddle and what you're looking for and I can help you out with that. Ben, so yes, does the vertical bottle help with aerodynamics with exposed front brake cables? Um, so you're not going to get too much drag with the front brake cables. Um, the, the hydro blade, where did I put the hydro blade? Oh, it does help clean up that front area. Um, the one issue with vertical bottles and why you see a lot of them on uh, pros, or not pros, beginner bikes, is these, the very large surface area that crosswind drag is going to have. And you're obviously not going to have a lot of drag from here, but the wind tunnels are great in that you can test, you know, this frontal drag area, um, data, but quite often, like in a typical race, you're going to have at least a five degree wind. Um, so it's going to hit the side of this bottle and that's where you're going to have your drag. So, um, some people will use this bottle if they have really narrow extensions and, you know, you can't unfortunately use the Versa. Um, but if, if you're, if you are concerned with aerodynamics and you want to save as much as you can, I would see if you can try and get the Versa on there. Um, we are working on some new products. I unfortunately can't say too much, but something that could address what you're talking about, Ben. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately, as I said, a lot of it is personal. If you just don't have the setup that supports, you know, this hydration bottle, if you're just so narrow, even narrower than this bottle, then absolutely the Hydroblade is going to definitely help um, clean that front area up. So yeah, good question. Yeah, so Beck, you brought up a good point about being able to see what you drink. Um, a lot of people love the black. I will say the black does quite often outsell the clear just because of the nice look of it. Um, really, you can uh, stealth out your bike. Um, but honestly, for me, I love seeing how much I have in here. I mean, you can mark up the graduations here. Um, our Aquashot bottle, we have a like a squeeze squirt bottle that actually has graduations as well. I think every five ounces, um, it puts it on there. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Uh, well, I will definitely be in touch. You know, being part of Team Serious, you know, you can definitely um, get some advantages. So we'll definitely, if we need help, be in touch. Dan, yes, you brought up a great point. So a lot, we like to offer options, as you can tell. So the Versa has a solid cap. So all you have to do when you go to refill is flip this open. And then this actually is wide enough to fit like a Gatorade bottle, uh, the, the water bottles in at the aid stations. If you don't want to mess with the solid cap, we do offer 
a black refill lid, which does stay open. I'm sorry, I keep looking down at myself, so I'm not looking at you guys. Um, you can use the black slotted lid and just not have to worry about moving anything when you get to that aid station. You can just grab a bottle, quickly fill in, and go. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, so the, the black bottles, you will get a little bit warmer of um, liquids, uh, like especially if your bike is sitting in the hot sun in transition. Um, if you put, say, this bottle against this bottle, take a sip within five seconds of getting on the bike, you're going to have warmer liquid on here. We actually, so we, we're in uh, sunny San Diego, so we do get some nice hot weather. Um, we're inland as well, so we're even hotter um, than the coast, and it did definitely heat up. But if you don't mind that, then um, that's okay too. Then you, you then you can look cool riding for sure. Any other questions? Um, just trying to see if there's anything. Um, we do offer some little accessories like inflators, um, CO2 inflators for your cartridges, um, toolkits. Yes, my mother says toolkits. Um, so XLab is a family-run business. Um, the uh, we started out as the first mail order store um, called Nitro. Some of you may have heard about Nitro. Um, it turned into a retail store in Encinitas, and that was really where the pros would go. And I grew up, um, if you go to my profile page, I, I made the post public, you can see how little I was when I started. Um, so you had the likes of Mikili Jones, Paula Newby Fraser uh, coming in. Um, Paula Newby Fraser's brother actually used to work for us. And so really like triathlons in my blood. And uh, I came on in 2011 and um, yeah, I'm, slowly taking over the company. Um, my father, Craig Turner, he's the designer um, of all the products. He's an aerospace engineer, so that's why everything down to the little details of airflow straighteners, um, uh, the cam tails, as you would see in a Porsche racing car, um, all these are implemented into our products just to make them faster. And ultimately, the goal is to keep you safe, uh, keep you healthy, prevent you from bonking, and avoiding the medical tent, if at all possible, with our with our items. Yes, Janet, it was nitro. Yeah, so we started in the warehouse, and we eventually moved it to um, Encinitas at a storefront. We got bigger, and then it moved into where it was um, up until a couple months ago, and then... Uh, Trek had purchased the rights, and so unfortunately the name is no longer there, but we do have a few things to keep in our little museum, um, remembering of the good old days for sure. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing company to work with. We went to the wind tunnel. Um, we were importing amazing bikes like the Lotus bikes, the Hata bikes. Um, so yeah, we uh, learned a lot and we grew up with the pros and we're able to bring these style of products to athletes like yourself and to me. Um, I have to say Beck did a great job in coaching me and 
proud to say that no one overtook me in the bike. So uh, she did she did really well, and um, you have a great great coach there. Yes, thank you, Patrice. Yeah, we we do value customer service. That is the number one of the number one goals I put into place here. Um, same day turnaround when we can, and I'm always on uh, Facebook. So again, feel free to PM me with anything. Um, you're not bothering me at all. I'm happy to help for sure. Uh, thank you, Siri. Well, if it looks like I've gone about 20 minutes here, so um, if there's, <laughs> you guys are amazing. A lot of enthusiasm for sure. Well, great. Well, yeah, again, if you have any questions, feel free to PM me um, if you're watching this video back. Um, happy to look at your setup as well, help you give, get advice on um, how you can store your items on your bike. And uh, enjoy triathlon. It's an amazing sport, very welcoming. Um, and, yeah, just thanks to Siri and Beck for allowing us to help you all out. And uh, we will see you later. Bye-bye. Ashley here again. Hope you learned a lot from tonight's live chat. Um, if you'd like to see these chats in real time, you can log on to TeamSeriousTriClub.com and purchase your $37 membership. Have a great one.